today, what I'm going to do is cover those practices that provide the greatest benefit in the shortest period of time. And these are all things, if you're a, an experienced student, you've come along to my classes before, uh, then you'll have heard it all. But you won't have heard it all condensed into a single session and not quite in the way that I'm going to cover it today. Um, so when, when people first come to mindfulness and meditation training, mental training of any sort, uh, right at the heart of it is how do you actually build a practice? How do you get from not doing this thing to doing it? And so what I'm going to do is today I am going to do the what, which is this is what you do. And over the course of the next few days in the online course groups, I'm going to cover the how, which is how you actually build the practices and maintain them and how these things work to change your life. Let me start off with some practices that, if, if you've been on one of my mindfulness courses, you'll have come across this. But first of all, I'm going to explain why and how they work. I've started doing podcast interviews. So the, the, the couple of people that I've spoken to so far, I haven't particularly directed the conversation. I've just got them to speak about themselves. And a couple of things came up in both of those interviews. One is about purpose, why, why we do what we do. And the other thing was about being able to see the world in a different way and how that change of perspective changes lives. Very specifically, it appears that, that with the right training, with the right practice, people can change their perspective so that everything changes. Everything changes very, very subtly. Now, so the self-help books are crammed full of all of this. Uh, whether the writers experienced it or not, or whether they can actually help people to experience it is actually another thing. But some of my students do, and I'm pleased to say that they say that the contribution that I make is significant in their perception of reality being different and better. So it's just a quick look at how that works and how it works, the thing I've mentioned a few times recently is a thing called the schema. So I'll give you an example of, so you've heard of core beliefs, you know, so you'll pick up this book and it'll say, read this book to learn how to change your core beliefs and become happy forever. Right. And so yeah, maybe that's the book. Who knows? <laughs> but let me explain what that what that is all about. 
a deep core belief, generally speaking, almost invariably, we don't know what they are. In fact, we don't really know what any of our beliefs are. Don't make the mistake of believing that your thoughts belie your beliefs. They absolutely don't. It's how you act. Yeah. So what you do is based on your model of the world. It's a thing called the schema or a mental model, depending on whether you're a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist or whether you're a neuroscientist. And these beliefs all rely on each other. So let me give you a deep core belief that's fundamental in modern society, which is probably the main reason that everybody's so unhappy. And that is the belief that you are separate. You're separate from all of this, you know. I, I might feel like I'm connected to my family and that's it. When you actually see how people behave, what do they do? How do they spend their day when they get up in the morning? Who are they doing the things that they're doing for? Vast majority of them are doing things for themselves because they believe they're separate. And so there you go, there's an example. And then there's, of course, there's a lot of other beliefs that rely on that. Okay, so here's, here's two <laughs> really unhelpful. Just in, just, I'm just using this as an example. You're separate, therefore, you can be isolated. You can be separated. You can be alone. You can be... Society views you. You're either part of society or not. They get to choose. And you're either successful or you're not. These fears of, of failure, of isolation, of separation, of rejection, all arise because we fundamentally believe we're separate. And so therefore, what connection we get is at the behest of others and uh, who, the us the actual who we are is also what others choose that we are all of this really destructive for our happiness and then everything else everything else relies on that all of the other beliefs okay so th th there's an example we've got a fundamental core belief and so the result of these fundamental core beliefs such as the ones we're separate i can't help you out with that in this training session but what I can do is help to change your perception of of everything with some two-minute practices okay so there's a thing that I've been teaching since I started running the meditation courses sorry the mindfulness courses so this is since 2014 so it's getting on for a thousand people gone through these. And what I teach is a, a practice known as the three good things. And you can, you can find this online. And what it consists of is every day writing down. It really helps if you actually physically write it in a notebook or something 
write down three new things that you feel grateful for or appreciative of. And the key to this, the catch, is that they have you can't use the same thing twice. So what happens is everybody starts off, well, I'm grateful for my family and my car and my house and my job and my uh, the club that I'm part of and my holidays and da da da, and you just run out. Uh, but the 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 practice is to keep going and discover what else you're grateful for or whatever else you appreciate. And so then we're stuck in the situation of we've run out of all of the things that ev that the, the person in the street is grateful for and appreciates. What now? Yeah. And so when, when I'm... <laughs> When I'm running this in the mindfulness courses, usually on I, I'll ask people how they're getting on with this. This is the only thing that I push people for to to do. And the reason for that is this: is one in every ten people that do this transforms their lives. Absolutely transforms their lives, and for the better invariably for the better there is no downside to this and so then what happens is what 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 things can i be grateful for or appreciative of and you start looking around yourself so you know robert what are you grateful for and appreciative of you've already used up everything else i'm i appreciate and i'm great so here's his first we'll start off with appreciation if you appreciate somebody, you're spending time with them. That's what appreciation is. This person wants to spend some time with me. That's appreciation. Or speaking to me. Yeah. Uh, gratitude is the recognition that you're uniquely able to experience something that you appreciate. So... I appreciate the way that the light shows up the leather on the back of the mobile phone case. I appreciate I'm looking at it and it's 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 got a gradient it goes from light to dark. I appreciate that. And so therefore I'm I'm looking at it. I appreciate uh, the way that the light shines on the handles of the stand that I use to put the mobile phone on. And so I can go on. I can look around me. Uh, as I look around me, I'm living in this incredible visual world. There's light, there's dark, there's shadow, there's contrast there's texture, there's reflections. So that when, when we are forced to, or when we have little alternative to complete the task, other than to discover the infinite wonder and beauty of the present moment, everything changes, which is why I 
strongly suggest to anybody who feels that they could become more fulfilled to do the three good things. The Dalai Lama, very, very smart guy, knows what happiness is. He says it's gaining fulfillment from neutral experiences. Here you go. Here's a neutral experience. The, the brownness of the brown on the leather on the mobile phone case. When you learn to appreciate that, you're happy. You're fulfilled. Fulfillment is not needing anything other than what you've already got. So there you go. Here it is. It's right in front of you. But what's happened? Many, many, many more unhelpful beliefs that will all come tumbling down if we do this. So that's, that's number one, numero uno. I'm, I'm getting a few likes from people who no doubt have experienced this. So that, in a nutshell, is numero uno thing to do because it's the easiest thing in the world. There's no meditation, there's nothing. It's like you write these three things down. I can, I can guarantee that 95% of the people that are watching this, no matter how unhappy you are, won't do it. That's why the how is as important as the what. Okay, so now here's some meditation practices. What we're going to do is start off with one of the simplest practices that there is. And this works in a similar way to the three good things because it changes our our schema our perspective so that there's there are some beliefs that can be helpful but they can also be unhelpful at the same time uh, let me give you an example uh, one is is the belief that we are here for others right so now yes we are here for others but that isn't an absolute we are part of the others this is the when you recognize how connected you are this is what you realize so if if I need to be kind to you I need to be kind to myself if I need to be caring and compassionate to you I need to be caring and compassionate to myself if I beat other people up I'm beating myself up these things are all indivisible really and so what we need to do is to build a better relationship with ourselves. And so I will teach you how to do that. And you can do this for two minutes a day. And this will change your relationship to yourself. And it will alter lots and lots of those other supplementary beliefs as well. Everything will change. It's very, very simple. And you don't, you don't, now the most important thing to recognize about this, this is a gratitude practice gratitude practice is in time you will learn to elevate your emotions yeah I'm doing it now it's 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 the most wonderful thing it's just like a tap click joy right that's not the purpose of it the purpose of these and the way that they work is to undermine 
our unhelpful relationship with ourselves and others by helping us to experience it without experiencing all of the discomfort that comes with it. That's the key to the gratitude practices. And the key gratitude practice I shall teach you now. So now, here's another practice, which is the practice of experiencing the present moment, also known as mindfulness. And the way to experience it is by listening to the sound of the bell as it moves through time. Stay with it. Don't let the mind wander. Stay with the sound moving through time. And notice the movement of the breath. Notice the breath rising and falling. Just at the point where the belly meets the chest. Tiny, tiny movement. Belly rising, belly falling. And you can notice that moving through time as well. Just notice the out-breath. Staying focused on the movement of the belly. And you can extend the out-breath ever so slightly. 
making it just a bit longer than the in-breath. And if you find that difficult, make the breath audible. The sound of a wave crashing on the beach. do is use that extended out breath to repeat a mantra and all the mantra is is something that you say in your mind when you're meditating This is what I call the self-compassion meditation. On separate out-breaths, first out-breath, may I be well. Second out-breath, may I be happy. Third out-breath, May I find peace of mind. May I be well. May I be happy. May I find peace of mind. When you do this, you only need to do it for a couple of minutes. Just repeat, it's just words. So you're not expecting any great emotional change. You're just noticing the words in the mind while you breathe out. May I be well. May I be happy. May I find peace of mind. Okay, so we just practice that for the next couple of minutes.
now teach you something else. This is something I've been teaching for quite a while. It's got all sorts of psychophysiological benefits. Relaxation. How, how do people relax? So you say to somebody, how do you relax? Somebody told me yesterday they, they watch the TV. And that's all right. There's nothing wrong with watching the TV. But you're not relaxing. <laughs> uh, even if you check in with your body halfway through the news, <laughs> just just check out, see if you've got any stress, maybe. Uh, so it's not re that's not relaxation, even if it's some leisure thing. That's, you know. It's just not relaxation. Relaxation is is physiological tension, muscular skeletal tension. There you go. Tight, relaxed. We have to learn to relax. It takes six weeks minimum. It could take six months. could take six years. To be able to relax, we need to be able to connect, what I call connect, to the body. So I use this in a slightly different context when I'm talking about connecting externally. It's the sense of being part of something. So if you're connecting with nature, you're part of nature. You're connecting with others. You're y y they and you are all one. We're all one family, as we are with all of nature. But when I'm talking about connecting with the body, what I'm doing is, is explaining a feedback process. So I know <laughs> the answer to an esoteric question. And the question is, what percentage of people can actually get a sensation of any sort from their forehead? And the answer is something like 5%. And so what that means is, is that it's not is as if it's not there. It's numb. It's, it's gone, that part of your body. And there's lots of other parts of people's bodies that they're not in connection to. So part of the process of breaking into the cycle of anxiety and worry and stress is being able to connect to your physiology because the stress part of it is maintained as muscular tension in the body. Um, so this is relaxation is, is a hugely powerful technique that you can use at any time once you've built your skill in it. So the best way to do that, what we need is help, right? So the, there you go, you can't feel your forehead. So here's how you feel your forehead. Take the palm of your hand, put it very close to your forehead without actually touching and you're thinking, why do I need to feel my forehead? All will be revealed. So your palm is very, very close to your forehead, but not actually touching. And what do you notice? You notice tingling. And you notice warmth. So when you take your palm away, the forehead feels cool. And you've actually got a physiological sensation there. So another thing that you can do to aid with this practice is to rub your hands together really fast.
until they're hot. And then focus your attention on your palms and on your hands. And you notice the feeling of life in the hands, the sense of blood flowing through the hands, tingling. So now what we're going to do is I'm going to teach you this four tens relaxation practice. And you'll see why I've helped you to physiologically connect to those parts of the body. So let's get a little bit of help to reconnect to the present moment. Your body is always in the present moment. You've never noticed your body out of the present moment. So therefore, when you're aware of your physiology, you're here now. And the sound of the bell is in the present moment as well. While you're noticing the sound of the bell moving through time, you're in the present moment. And again, become aware of the breath. Filling the lungs. Chest expanding and contracting. The air entering the nostrils. And notice this whole process moving through the present moment. And bring your attention to your forehead. You should notice a tiny sensation there. That's it. If not, you need to do the palm thing again. And you're noticing the sensation of the forehead. What we're going to do is enlist the out-breath again. The out-breath is very special. The body moves into relaxation mode each time we breathe out. That's why we sigh. We're extending the out-breath. So it's best to adopt an open, balanced and relaxed posture. Elbows by the side, assuming you're sitting, this is. Head balanced comfortably on top of the spine. Feet on the floor. Generally the palms or the back of the hands is resting on the thighs. And we're just noticing the sensation of the forehead. We're noticing it as we breathe out. So our awareness is like a torch or a flashlight. 
We're pointing it at that part of the body. And as we're aware of that part of the body, we're also aware we're breathing out. And we're going to move the flashlight down slightly. Noticing the eyebrows. Here's another little bit of help for you. Tongue up against the back of the top teeth. Gently connected to the sharp part of the bottom teeth. Breathing out. Just resting your awareness very lightly on the eyes. Cheeks. So what we normally do is 10 out-breaths with our attention focused on the eyes. Long, relaxed out-breaths. Breathing in, breathing out, we're moving our attention down to the mouth and lips, jaw and throat. And the same thing there. Breathing in normally, breathing out. Tongue against the sharp part of the bottom teeth. Head balanced comfortably on top of the spine. Focus on the mouth and lips and the jaw and the throat. Noticing the out-breath. Releasing the tension there. Breathing in normally, breathing out, attention now on the back and sides of the neck and shoulders. If you're sitting in a chair and you can hang your arms down by your side, that's a useful practice. You just allow the arm to hang. And we're noticing the shoulders on each out-breath. And you're noticing the weight of the arms pulling down the shoulders. And now 
if you just place your fingertips and thumb tips very, very gently in connection. Breathing in normally, breathing out, focusing your attention on the hands. The pressure between the thumb tip and the finger, first fingertip is so light you could slide a cigarette paper between them. All we're doing is noticing them as we breathe out. Combine all of that, breathing in normally, focusing your attention on the space between the eyes as you breathe out like a wave of relaxation moving down the body on a long extended out breath. Make it audible if you find it difficult extending the out breath. And as you breathe out, you're noticing the eyes, the jaw, the shoulders, the hands, like a wave of relaxation moving down the body. And then whenever you're ready, in your very own time, notice the sound of the bell moving through time. Notice whatever other sounds there are in the background. Traffic, people, my voice, movements in the building, birds, airplanes, whatever. Notice that's moving through time as well. Just noticing the passage of time that's what I call the meditation of no meditation. And you can do it largely anywhere. That particular bell takes about 30 seconds. So there you go, there's a 30 second meditation. The three good things, a minute, the four tens, to be fair, that's a whole four minutes. The self-compassion practice, two minutes. Get my drift? So you need to find that time to try whichever one of these 
works the best for you. And if you've never tried the three good things, give it a whirl. One in every 10 people transforms their lives, could be you. And a lot of these other practices work like that as well. They become like fundamental to who you are. It's the place that you go when you're worried or anxious or stressed or need support or need to feel more connected or more fulfilled or whatever it happens to be. Okay, so there's nothing more accelerated than a 30-second practice. Okay, so that's it for Accelerated Resilience. Uh, I hope you found that useful.